Hello and welcome to Wine Blast with me, Susie Barry, and my husband and fellow Master of Wine, Peter Richards. Ah, hello, here we hello. are. Um, now, What short. are we talking about today? We're going short. Well, we're going to talk about something really, really important. But first to say, uh, this is a new kind of format we're going to do. Um, this is a short, a Wine Blast short. Um, and we're going to intersperse these with the normal programmes. And the idea of these is to just really um, get a talking point, a discussion point that you something and I talked through. Yeah, I think something that we've, we've, we've come across in the week and uh, it's got us talking and we feel like, and obviously, hopefully to do with wine, um, and it, it's something we just want to have a chat about. Exactly. So we're going to dive right in. Um, we watched the TV programme, didn't we? We did, we did. That was our first mistake. <laughs> that was where we went wrong. What were we thinking? Should not watch TV. TV so this was Kiss the Ground um, mm. on Netflix. Uh, yeah, Netflix and it was was absolutely fascinating. We highly recommend it if any, even if you're interested. Well, I think to... it should be compulsory viewing, actually. Yeah. It's not yeah. a perfect programme. It's a bit sort of... Programmes really are. No, yeah. Well, so a programme where a... you've got a supermodel Giselle talking about soil is a yeah. little bit worrying. Patricia Arquette but, uh, pops up, which yeah. is wonderful. But uh, essentially, and, and... tell us, you know, yeah, what yeah. is it about, essentially? Yeah. So, well, it's about, it's about um, the environment. It's about sustainability. And it's really about um, how important the soil can be, hence kiss the ground. So, yeah. you know, it's it's good in the sense of, I think it's part of a new breed of, of environmental programming that isn't just doom and gloom. It's about yeah. how do we solve this? How, how do we, you know, practically all of us start solving these issues of sustainability? So, I mean, it starts with by saying the solution is right under our feet. We call it soil. Yeah. It has the ability to sequester carbon on a massive scale. And it sort of yeah. goes from there by saying, look, what can we do with the soil? We have a solution here that's at hand, um, how, you know, where do we go? Well, I mean, I think and think what what it's trying to say is we are or have been for so many years now killing our soil. Mm. Um, so, so there's no, I mean, apparently in a handful of healthy soil, the, the program talks about the fact that a handful of healthy soil has more microorganisms than there have ever been people on Earth. Now, that for me, in it's one crazy, handful of soil, is a crazy concept. But it's really helpful to so say so. That's what a healthy soil should be. Yeah, yeah. But since the since the 1970s when we when we started really heavily um, putting chemicals on soils we, we've lost about a third of the earth's topsoil can you believe that that's slightly mad there were a couple there were a couple of stats in there just really yeah, those, made, those really made you struck come up. me sure. what was it was it something like two-thirds of the world is desertifying and we get, we've got 60 and more harvests that, that was crazy wasn't it according to the UN in the program they say the world's remaining topsoil will be gone within 60 years so unless we save our soils we have 60 harvests left I mean it's that just slightly sounds, mind-boggling. It, it, to I mean, take you those almost can't take that in, can you? I remember, I remember doing um, a wine conference a while back in in Spain, I think it was, and and talking with Claude and Lydia Bourguignon, who who we all know soil specialists, soil specialists, and I think he did some amazing work, didn't he? By I think he went into Burgundy and said mm. these soils are, yeah. you know, are as devoid of life as the yeah. Sahara Desert because so many chemicals have been put on them. I think this. Is, I mean, I suppose what what we want to ask then, what does that mean for wine, yeah. and yeah. also what can be done to reinvigorate the soil, what is needed, yeah. um, and then can wine do it? And in some cases, what's already being done. Yes. Because I think yeah, yeah. this is a case where um, it's been interesting to see uh, Jancis Robinson's website. Um, she's had a, a competition, writing competition about um, sustainability, inviting people to write about sustainable people who are f- focusing on or have an accent on sustainability in their wine production. I think she came out saying, look, wine's actually not doing too bad. It's a bit of a leader in this sense. Yeah. I mean, I think we all think wine can do more. I think we all think we can do more. We, you know, I think we all have to do more. Exactly. Not so, can. So we the have question to. is, how does this relate to wine? How can, therefore, all of us as sort of responsible global citizens, what can we do to, to make things better? Um, and, and I think that, you know, 
this is something that crops up, and we're going to talk about extinction with the David Attenborough programme as well and, and uh, food programme. I think a lot of the solutions proposed are things we need to do together. And this is something that's really struck me. We all need to act together. This holistic approach And that can be difficult because obviously acting all together around the world is difficult because not everyone has the same agenda. But equally, I was just thinking, it made me think, these are quite partisan times, aren't they, we live in? They are times in which you're fiercely divided uh, along so many lines. Yes. For so many reasons. This is something we can all come together. This is all something, I mean, without sounding too kind of um, (laughs) utopian about it, we... Working together is something we need to do, and we can do it with a really, you know, to face a real challenge and yeah. and 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 be successful. And I, th- I think what the, the positive that that came out of everything that we've read and watched over the last couple of days is that now is the moment, and there is time. There's still time to reverse what we've done so far, and to this. But this is the critical moment. We've got to do it now, and we've got to do it. On a big scale, we can't just do it a little bit tinkering around the edges. So, exactly, I, mean, the, exactly. I so, suppose our question, partly that we yeah. asked each other, was: you know, should we be um, only uh, buying wine that is made in a sustainable way? Should we all be only doing that? And we then put the question to ourselves: well, maybe we should only recommend wines that are made sustainably, but we probably don't necessarily need for our personal drinking to buy them. Mm. But then I, I thought, no, I mean, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But it's very difficult because so many wines exist right now that weren't made in a sustainable way, that are beautiful and we, you know, we'd love to drink them and, you know, they need to be sold, they need to be drunk. It would be a tragedy not to. But I think now is the time to start everybody making in a sustainable way. I think way. we all have a responsibility. This is the point. I think what everyone's saying is we're at a critical juncture in human history. The future of our planet, the future of our species is on the line. <laughs> These are big thoughts. It's, it's extraordinary. So we all need to start, you know, however small we start, we've got to start in some way. We've all got to take some sort of personal responsibility. Now, a lot of us, you know, do things that damage the environment. We, we, we act, we, we, you and I, we go on, we go on flights. We have a car. We, we, we throw do food away. We this have, is the other children. thing. We throw food, so food waste. I mean, food waste. 40%, 40% of food 40% is estimated to waste. Fr- food is wasted. So Isn't that insane? We can all do little things, can't we? And I think the time for sort of mudslinging is, is, is not now. Um, attacking people um, well, who yeah, aren't I've, perfect is not right. We're I've, all, we're all slightly flawed in this sense. The, the key thing is to start having an awareness of this and yeah. to try to do better, even if you start small. Absolutely. But it's how you do it. Because also one other f- figure that I, I found really fascinating in the Extinction Programme, the David At- again, yeah, another programme that... Um, Extinction. That was a BBC one, wasn't it? We saw, um, yeah. Which, again, is... is needs to be compulsory viewing but you know it's a disproportionate amount of consumption that happens in the developed world so in the UK for example we uh, per person consume four times more than the average person in India in the US it's seven times more Mm. and you think that's unacceptable. Yeah, no, I think so this is very interesting. We've got used to consuming, consuming, we, we, consuming. Consuming is, is, is banging is my microphone. Of, yeah, and I'm getting, getting all, very, very, very excited. No, no, but it is, and also we outsource a lot of our guilt, as it were. So uh, while we say, okay, we've got strict environmental laws, blah blah blah, a lot of the products we're buying, a lot of what we're consuming is actually produced in countries where they don't have those laws and with products that clearly are yeah. damaging the environment. And I think they polluting give, the environment. Yeah, I think they and, give the issue yeah. of some. Well, fashion is one yeah. that's a big uh, issue, but also there's the example of um, you know they say a consumer 
consumer walking into a supermarket may unwittingly be contributing to loss of biodiversity. And they say, you know, chickens, for example, may be fed on soy, which is actually grown in areas of Brazil where they flattened forests and totally wiped yeah. out biodiversity. Soy is one of the big things, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So it's about being aware of that, though. So a lot of us yeah. just aren't aware of it or we're, we're not interested enough to take an interest or to ask the authorities to say, well, this needs to be labelled. We yeah. need to have an awareness of. And this is something that we came back, came back up. We got the, occurred to me when we, we talked about quite rightly look should we just be buying wine that's been proven sustainable should we just um be recommending wine that's proven sustainable well and what would we what, how do you find out how do you yeah, find how out do you find how out? do we know it's very difficult to find out these things but what also, do we mean by sustainable as exactly well, that, you know, part of a bigger debate mm. but but equally should we not flip this on its head so in you know up till now organic people if you want to be organic grower you've got to certify so that's yeah. time and money. And we know this because we've talked to so many, so many organic who said, or biodynamic growers who actually don't bother to certify because they can't afford it. It's too tight. They, they want to work their land They don't, and they want to make mm, their wine. Mm. They don't want to waste time filling in papers. So we thought, well, should, shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't it surely be that it's the people who are damaging the environment, the people who, who are, who are using too much or uh, you know, pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, yeah. um, the people who, 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 are doing, who aren't taking into account the weight of their bottles when they're should be those should be the people should mm. be the people who have to certify who have to say on their labels we are using these these um, pesticides these herbicides yeah. this is what we're doing in our winery yeah, yeah. should it not be that way around well I think it, it should um I don't know how we would get to that point, but we should be lobbying for it, definitely. But I was just thinking here, as we're talking now, so anybody listening to us, you know, what can they do? Given it's mm, not yep. clear, what what would be the best starting point in terms of wine to at least look for the right things? You know, mm. I, I think I think definitely, you know, organic, biodynamic, yes, fine. You could look for the those um markers on the labels they will be there somewhere it'll say something yeah. mm. uh, well, I, I, I'm trying to think what's the one um, Demeter's biodynamic Demeter uh, one yes. of the biodynamic ones yeah. Yeah. There, are there, the soil association you almost, for organic you know you can almost work it out from a little little thing on the bottle what else can, can people do I mean I would say you know have a little bit of do a little bit of research mm. it's not going to take loads of time go on people's if there's a wine you like go on the website or even Google you know sustainable winemaking yeah. well that's maybe because, where we can help there as well because our job as wine community Communicators might might be well to flag up, you know, while we maybe we say we we can't just exclusively recommend and focus on sustainable wines, but equally oh, so we, we can actually a large could, part of what we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's every it, it, it it's uh, people who recycle their water, for example, yeah. people who have. Um, create their own energy their own electricity mm. but equally right down to people who send out for us send out samples in polystyrene is not acceptable no no packaging is a large packaging. part of it isn't it i think the packaging is is, is possibly the biggest issue isn't it when it comes to a, a winery's environmental impact when yeah. it comes to the, the glass bottles whatever it is shipping the yeah. carbon emissions that come, wine there's, is there's, a there's a, is a heavy we've, product we've actually looked to recently to this week on you know on the recycling of, of glass we've been trying to work out you know is that acceptable is it better to have glass mm, and recycled glass involved. um or you know is, is, is there's a lot of thing about circularity with glass recycling because you can do it again and again and again but is the energy too you much used to melt it so, down so and, that and all needs it. looking yeah. into doesn't the it it's, it's there are there, it's it is it's it's a question of we need we need to understand this better 
Um, we need to be open to understanding it. And then we can be positive. It can be a positive thing. We can all help. Um, and I think going back to Kiss the Ground, it was just wonderful to think, you know, that solutions are being proposed here. Yeah. Regenerative agriculture, um, which can be, you know, can 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 have a massively positive effect. Th- these things are fixable, they said, you know. Biosequestration, drawdown. Drawdown, These things yes. are all within yeah. our grasp. They're relatively simple that, things we can um, all do. Well, and what's interesting is, given we are losing all these, I mean, I think one million species out of eight million, on Earth and now oh threatened with goodness. extinction. I mean, that was... So I think... Just say that, just say that again. So we have one to have... million species out of eight million are threatened with extinction. That's an eighth of the species on the planet are threatened with of extinction. Spe- I mean, that yeah. is just a and mind-boggling What thought, I found important it? about that is that insects are a big yeah. thing of that, yeah, yeah. about part of that. Now, insects, might you might think, well, does it matter? Well, yes, because they are responsible for pollination, which then allows us to grow plants. The plants draw in the carbon. Something, I think the it's carbon about goes three quarters the of the world's animal. Oh, sorry, of our of, of of the food we need relies on insect pollination. Yeah, which, three quarters of food. So those little tiny things that we might swat and make fun of, um, they I, are really, I think really, it said really 10% important. Ten percent of insects are at risk of extinction, but yeah. some scientists think it's many more. So it's one in eight animal species on Earth threatened with extinction. I think it's animal and plants. And, and no, it's twenty five percent of plant species are threatened uh, with oh, threatened, sorry, so that's so. a quarter yeah. of plant species right. again you sort of talk about fundamentals in nature plants yeah. we are everything we survive on plants or either things that eat plants we eat or we eat plants or mm. fresh water you know the transpiration the water cycle mm. these 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 are just mind-boggling i think this is why we wanted to do this program because was, yes we just was. watched you know yeah. two two masters of wine watch a tv program well, oh, okay right but seriously these are issues we all need to be talking I, I, about I can, I can and we f- can be positive and about. i'm often the first person to just go oh i haven't got time to, to watch these things and listen to these things and i don't know you know i'm sure i can't make a difference but actually watching the, well the combination of three things so well, this is what we'd recommend kiss the ground on netflix yep. extinction i think it's on iplayer david attenborough i'm sure lots of people have watched that it's anyway BBC one, yeah. uh, bbc one iplayer and then the food program which we haven't talked about but yeah. i think really um Again, it's all about uh, working together, regenerative farming, to look after the land, to look after everything around us in order to feed ourselves. Well, that's, and that's a really interesting And that's one, a food that. programme, sorry, just to say yeah, English sorry. pastoral. English pastoral, because it's taking its inspiration from a book by a farmer, a Cumbrian uh, James, farmer, James Rebanks, James Rebanks. Uh, called English Pastoral, which we're buying and we're going to read. We're going to buy, yeah. But it was a wonderfully affecting, he is so cogent and and and. He's a lovely, compelling. lovely chap He's to a wonderful to, guy to listen yeah, to. Yeah. He makes such a good case, but also what he's, it's about being really, Realistic as well, which I, I loved about him. Yes, he said we need new answers. He says he says we can make things miles better than it's ever been before. What he said though was there are tough choices to make, and he said in some cases maybe we need to keep intensive agriculture because either people will lose too much money by going you know fully organic or sustainable, or we need it for actually volume of production because that's always been the the, the question well, as people have said yeah. the challenge has said well if we try and feed the world through organic agriculture the world's going to starve. So but. What we're hearing now is no, actually, with regenerative agriculture, you can actually be as productive, as profitable as before. But yes. there has to be, I guess, an element of realism. This can't happen if people are going to get significantly poorer or if there's going to be shortages. But he did also say that we, we currently spend 10% of our household budget on food. And about 40, 50 years ago, that was 30 to 40%. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got to just spend a bit more. We really, of the budget. Well, that's easy spend, for you to say. Well, no, You've got the money somebody, to do it. Some people yeah, don't. Of course, of course, I understand that. But when you can, and given we, in the developed world, we probably have more money and we're the ones that are doing all this consuming, we probably are the ones that can make the difference. I'm not talking about, you know, developing countries that haven't got the, the money to do it. I'm talking about people who have. Mm. 
which is really important. Well, I, I think it also needs some government legislation. I think we, there is a, what I liked about the Attenborough Extinction Programme was it proposed sort of uh, things we can do here and now. It, firstly, it also linked COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic, to the over-exploitation of the natural world and the loss of biodiversity. So this is a, di- and it said five more diseases are likely to emerge like this if we carry on every year. Every year, yes. If we have one every year for the next decade, we, you know, this, we can't, we can't carry on. Um, anyway, I mean, I think, I think, you know, we've, we've probably said what we have to say uh, we'd love to hear yeah. other people's yeah. comments we'd love your comments and um, you can do that via social media or you know let, let's start a conversation about this and yeah. um, we've also got our speak pipe button on the website susieandpeter.com so uh, get in touch or send you know send us messages or, or talk to each other about it let's let's see what we can all do yeah. to, to make make a difference yeah it's about um, being positive i think at the moment it's all about positivity celebrating the small wins things we can do together um, you know, we have an opportunity right now to, to reset the way we work, the way we live. And, and the, the small decisions we make every day are so important. They're going to make a difference. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Cheers.